0: Dear society, we stigmatize mistakes and we're now running national educational systems where mistakes are the worst thing you can ever make. And as a result of that, we're educating people out of their creative capacities. Today, I sit here with 21 year old graduate from Stony Brook University, Carmen. Hey
1: guys!
0: 21 year old graduate from the University at Buffalo, Corey. Hello, hello, hello. And finally, our 21 year old undergraduate senior at SUNY Potsdam, Mario. Hey y'all, it's me. <laughs> Today, we would discuss the education system. How do you feel about the education system?
2: Alright, I don't think it's perfect, but we
1: have what we have and we can work with it. I feel like a lot of education is really what you make of it. But with that said, like modern education system is just so privileged to certain communities more than others. And, you know, there's always that option in private school, right? The education system includes private schools. But there's just, like, that sector is so exclusive of many people. Like, they just don't get that same opportunity. When I think of education system, the first thing I think of is public school. Not just because I went there, but because that's what most people go through. I think a lot of school is what you make of it, but school is not for everybody.
3: Overall, um, in simple terms, I just think the education system in this country is flawed. Like, it's worked in great ways, but it's, as time's gone on, it's clear people are pointing out the flaws, but it's just, like, I feel like it's the type of thing that, as a whole, this country is afraid to truly, like, reform in the ways that we kind of really need to. And, I don't know, I just think it's just something that needs a good, like, revamp.
0: Honestly, in less than a century, nothing has changed. Yet, they claim that they prepare students for the future. But I must ask, did they prepare students for the future or the past? They literally train kids to work in factories which is why students sit in straight, nice, neat rows. must be asked when to speak, and giving a short break when to eat. Students are about 20% of our population, but they're 100% of our future. So now let's get to it. Do you feel that the current way we are educating children fully prepares them for the needs of the 21st century?
2: With everything going on right now, school being online and a lot of students facing these hardships of getting up out of their bed just to go on their computers and everything, I feel like as a society now, we have to push ourselves to just train everyone to face our reality and that we're going to be online for a while. Just because COVID might end eventually doesn't mean that online school will end. We might not like it, we might not love it, we might hate it, but it's our duty as humans to just adapt and just move on and make the best that we can with it. So I think teachers have to be trained, students have to be adapt
1: I feel like we're well enough into this century where even 20 years ago when it first started like things have changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Do I think that our education system is setting us up for life for that no because things like LGBTQ plus rights like marriage equality that just happened yeah. you know I feel like the textbooks might be a little outdated I think the curriculums are very outdated. And I just think that including a lot of modern historical events that we're living through is excluded from the curriculum. And in fact, a lot of teachers, as much as they want to, are discouraged from doing so. They can't Mm -hmm. do it because of all these exams that they're forced to do.
3: With everything being virtual, I think right now, from this point forward, I feel like Actually, be preparing better for the 21st century. Because I feel like as we've grown up, we've seen it become more virtual. And personally, that's something that always bothered me because I'm just like, I prefer like books and paper. Especially going to college, how like everything is like very much pushed to be more virtual. With, I guess, how we were raised, I think, it didn't necessarily prepare us too much, really, for the 21st century. But I think with this push towards virtual now, I think it's kind of going to be, like, that switch that people... And especially with, like, kind of like what Carmen was saying, with, like, modern events and, like, where our generation, we're really starting to point out the inaccuracies and everything. I think that, like, with us growing up and being able to make those types of changes... This younger generation already being virtual I think like they're going to be in a better position to like really be like ready for the 21st century better than we were
0: honestly like I said before they are literally educating people out of their creative capacities and like I feel like now with everything becoming online the creativeness is coming back you know what I'm saying like they're not only trying to keep students engaged in it, but they're creating little stuff like for little kids. Like it's hard to keep a kid on a computer from eight AM to three. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like now they have to push things and make things more exciting, more thing and they're changing things. And like I said before also, like literally less than a century nothing has changed. And now with COVID everything is changing. And they're having an opportunity to bring back and show that creative and a more fun curriculum for all these students
3: um you saying that that's like for example like especially like now the boom of tiktok like now you see teachers on tiktok those cool teachers that have like little handshakes with all their kids like my mm-hmm. teachers did not do that never did that it was just a hi sit on your seat. that's yeah, it literally. like to if i had that a type of teacher like that as a kid oh i would have loved it
0: mm-hmm Did high school prepare you for college?
3: I think it very much depends on the type of college you went to and as well as like your high school.
1: It's almost like a culture shock because high school is a culture. Yeah. And and I think that for us to go, even our high school was huge, but even in that huge high school, you felt like the biggest fish in the pond, you know? And when you go to college, it's like nobody cares about you. You have to put in that effort to make those friends and meet those people and meet that professor and go to their office hours. And I feel like in high school, it was just handed to you. Like a silver platter, it was right there. Boom! You got it. You don't have to do anything, you just have to show up. In college, is so much more that you have to go through. And I speak as a commuter. I commuted to college. And having that separation where I'm not on campus 24-7, if I wanted to go to office hours, I needed to request off a day at work because I worked as- right after my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think high school prepared me for that? Absolutely not. I just felt like everyone in high school was my friend. Everybody wanted me to succeed. And I feel like we all had that community there. And in college You just start from scratch And by the end of it You probably do have A community like that Mm -hmm. But in the beginning When you're alone you're that lonely freshman <laughs> eating lunch in your car because <laughs> you don't want to sit with strangers. And it's it's like, it's a whole different experience. Do I think high school prepared me for that? No, I don't. Do I think they prepared me academically? Yes, but that's due to my AP classes. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky, like I said earlier, and I recognize that. That's different. A lot of people don't have that.
2: There's a lot of variables, like who you went to high school with, where you went to high school, and all this and that, where you eventually go to college. And with these variables, your experiences are all different. With Carmen, she commuted and for me on my part, I went to school seven hours away from home and I stayed on campus for the first year and a half. Honestly, as a freshman, there's so much freedom. Me as a student who succeeded in high school for the most part, despite the senioritis, which I feel a lot of us do go through, it got worse in college. As a freshman, the freedom just overtakes you. And I don't think high school can honestly prepare you for what you're going to go through college and where you're going to go to college. High school tries, and Patricia's like, you have to be good at this, you have to be good at this to prepare yourself for college. Like, college is so strict, the professors are scary, they're strict, all this and that. When professors are some of the most interesting and coolest people you're ever going to meet in your life. If you're going to go to college, honestly, get in a good relationship with a nice, decent professor.
3: See, like, with that, I think, for me, the scary things about college, that going to professors and meeting people, in high school, like Carmen said, everything was, like, handed. And you had those close relationships, like our relationship with Miss Kelly, for example. Like, you have those Shout close out. teachers that you can talk to like that. Like, it's very cool. Like, Mr. Loshner, our principal, he very much was, like, he remembered our names. The Ronis. told him. Yeah, They're Like, Ronies. I think, for me, like, having those kinds of relationships, like, helped me. If I didn't have those, going to college, I think not having that experience and those types of, like, background foundations would make me go, ooh, I don't even know if I could approach this professor. But I would be like, oh, I've talked to teachers before. You're a professor. You're still a teacher. That, like, lifted a few weight, like, some weight off my shoulders. And that's why I would say, like, I feel like it did kind of, like, prepare me for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, honestly, I feel like it didn't. Because, like, it was a little too... There were too, like, leaning on things. And which is why those same students... Don't end up graduating from college yes. because they're not used to that toughness. They're not used to that. You know, like you don't get in at this time. That's your issue. Self like, that's, responsibility. Yeah, literally. In that way, teachers do not prepare students for the future because no college. Prefer- well, none that I experience will like let you do the bare minimum and still pass you. Like they will fail you. Any professors, like you could cry to them. They would still say it was due at this time. You had the no. syllabus. The uh, no the syllabus, senator, the syllabus yeah. like they will definitely yeah, say, and in that way, girl. like it's way more on you than it is in college. In high school, like it's more like your relationship with the teacher. The yeah. teacher likes you, so let you yeah. slide with this, so let you slide with that. In college, uh, ain't no sliding. You right there, like extension, extension where? exactly. Eleven fifty think, like, That's
3: like. Because of the difference in how you learn in college. Like in college you're not gonna see your professor every single day. You see your professor like every other day. In high school you see this teacher every single the exposure, day, yeah. So like yeah, that exposure, I feel like that kind of be- if I don't see you every single day, I'm gonna be tougher on you. Like what the heck? Like but if I see you every single day, oh, Wednesday he had a bad day. I talked to him after class, oh I know what's going on.
0: Which so, is true, but like I said, like I'm not saying that teachers shouldn't, like, have their, like, you know, one bad day. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying, when you don't have a bad day every day. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're you're not not going to tell me. You're you're not going to tell me that every single day you have a bad day, that you're skipping this, you're you're skipping that, you're skipping this, and then all of a sudden, you're passing. Like, what? How? And then you go to college and you're failing. You wonder why? Because you're not shaped. So, you know. You don't
3: have that discipline. That discipline,
0: exactly. That respect, exactly. I don't think so. I agree. Thank
3: you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I just want to add on to that. Um, when I went to high school, I encountered just one transgender student. And now, like, going to college, I encountered several. And so I feel like I grew socially more in college because of the exposure to the different types of people. Not just culturally, not just, like, age-wise, because there were, like, those, you know, adult, fully grown adult college students mm, that yeah. were there with you, right next to you. Never told to learn. You know, sexual identity, gender identity. It's just so much that college teachers teaches you that high school just doesn't and our school was huge yeah. there are many people who are go to school and like it's just a hundred people mm-hmm. they graduating class mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> it's just crazy to me like you, you definitely grow more in college
2: college can just change you as a person and i think call and i think that high school just doesn't prepare you for that
1: and i think a lot of it too is like letting that happen because like mm-hmm. one of you guys alluded to this earlier where you guys have freedom we have freedom in college that you didn't in high school
0: So, do you guys think that high schools should be more shaped like college to better prepare students in terms of, like, syllabus, knowing when um, things are due, knowing the class structure, or even having read my teacher?
2: I will start this. I feel that with strictness, teachers... They have a way, but honestly, in high school, a lot of teaching derives from your students. Like If you know how your students will react, how your students are, your demographic of students, that depends on how you teach, or that will determine how you teach. And I feel like teachers can't prepare that 100% all the time in the beginning. They learn that as they go through the school year. So we have to give our teachers credit, but also
3: work with them to make it. See, like, what I would say, um, a lot of it is because of how college professors are made to teach. Because, like, you won't have a high school class with a hundred students. You won't, like, you will not have that. So, like, I feel like that class size difference, as both like types of college learning and types of high school learning, I think, as like time has gone on, like that definitely the class size differences, like that, I think, it definitely like influences like how teachers and professors are taught.
0: So now let's dive into a little bit more deeper in the education system. Oh, we're so, stuck to, yeah. oh. Okay. <laughs> we're, oh, we let's be, dive in more political. into it. Okay. So. Hi, still. Do you think there should be an age limit on teachers to keep a better connection between mm-hmm. teachers and students?
1: I would like to start this off. I think that would cause a lot of discriminatory backlash because you would be excluding a very large number of experienced people. Ageism mm-hmm. is <laughs> you know? a thing. Ageism yeah. is a thing. I think we should encourage all teachers of all ages and especially elderly to be as open-minded as possible in their curriculum. Right. You know I, what
2: I mean? Agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like teachers with experience are great. They are effective. But, and there's two different variables, high school and college. College professors can range, I feel like, in any age. all experienced young professor who just came out of college and got their PhD and just mastered their art and that's kudos for them but and we've all had that 80 year old on a crane who barely can breathe <laughs> and they're also their wisdom is just so valuable to us as college students however in high school it's a different climate it's a different environment where not that there should be a limit to age but there should be like reassessment of the teachers to see if they're still effective because how are you going to have a older teacher and have these students be forced to learn from them when they're not effective anymore it's like mm-hmm. there should be a more of a different limit or assessment style to teachers in, in high school but in college if they can do it they can do it
3: um see honestly i don't know in my head i do see why doing that is a problem but thinking about it right now in my head i see way too many potential benefits that outweigh like the negatives Mm -hmm. like i genuinely feel because i also do think about it like like how carmen was mentioning like with the elderly person voting we know based off of like age like how we all view things differently. Like everything is viewed differently depending on your age. And I think especially our generation, like we know at this point, even in the education system, your the viewpoints of everybody before has that effect right now. So I feel like if we make that change and we say like, you know what, the teachers from now on, they're going to be a little bit younger. I think that would have more benefits in the long run. That'd fix a lot of problems that like affect students today. Okay. And like students would be less likely to have a teacher that like is just like for the lack of a better word like a dickhead that doesn't want that student to be themselves like maybe that professor that teacher sees like that kid like oh maybe that little boy is a little bit. His voice is a little bit higher, and he's like maybe a little bit more outgoing. Like even though maybe they don't act that way, they might treat that student a little bit differently. And I feel like it's less likely that that will happen with like a younger, more modern teacher than like with the older teacher, just because of that generational gap and like the values and everything. So honestly, like I do see like why the whole issue of like ageism and like oh maybe that's not like the best thing. Like I completely understand that, but I do think that in the long run, like that is more of like a benefit to society into like education in the
0: long run. Like honestly I agree with you. Because I'm tired of hearing back in my day <laughs> exactly. you oh, didn't have this. I don't back care. In, back my in my in day. day Yeah exactly. When exactly probably, like, this is what I'm saying like your day, you were probably racist. I don't want you to be my teacher, no offense. Like exactly <laughs> and it's stuff like that. Like there's so much that has changed while you was in school, while I'm in school that like what you went through is not what I'm going through. And having a teacher that understands could really help bridge the gap, bridge the gap and really help They're even, yeah, bring us together and help teach the students want to attend school. Because at the same time, if you're going to a class where your professor is just 65. boring 65, you're not paying attention. He talks like this. You know, like something that you're most likely not gonna go. Meanwhile, if you have a teacher who's outgoing, hey guys, uh, 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 d- exactly, like more outgoing, more there, more And l- energy. energy, like what I said before with like the
3: TikTok and the lessons. teachers exactly, I, like, exactly teacher like that. Oh my god, I, I have, love teachers have to exactly. Exactly. other students exactly, and the and of younger teachers I feel like are better. Yes, are, like, they, they do went do through, that. they 100%. know
0: what it is, they know what it is, yeah. they know what they go like teachers and a lot of the older professors. To the way they were exactly. taught. Like, they keep that same it's structure. It's the same, it's the like same structure. Ones. Not exactly.
2: only do they experience
3: what they, what they experience in their life, but think about who they look up to when they were the, when Exactly, exactly. After they're even I older. Don't, I don't, don't even know they're born old exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I probably read about them in the looked. I looked up to Elvis. Okay, I know two <laughs> Elvis songs. I don't know who he was. That's what I'm saying. That's what
0: I'm saying. Meanwhile, if you had. A younger professor, they're more you're more likely to connect with them. Connect with them. They're more likely to understand. Their questions would be shaped a little bit differently. You know what I mean? The resources would be a little bit different. The references would be different. I feel like the learning environment would just be different overall. So I feel like, yeah, there should be like I sat in the There should be a guy I get it, you know, ages I get it. But like at the same time, if we're trying to fix the education system, that's, that's one thing that needs it. to be fixed. Do you think standardized testing is the most effective way to judge learning?
1: Um, I am not really the biggest fan of standardized testing just because in my experience and in everybody that I grew up with, you have to teach yourself that outside of school. And in addition to everything that you've got going on, like with your classes, this is kind of like one thing that's on you and just to tie in with what Corey said, some families can't afford the proper prep materials. And so already the standardized testing excludes a lot of communities from the equal opportunity to achieve i think though that we shouldn't eliminate standardized testing i think we should make them optional just like how new york state does it with right their now. state testings do i think that we should remove them no i feel like to solely judge a student based on their grade of and one exam is not only unfair but just not right
3: i think in theory and on paper Standardized testing is good, but I do think in practice over the years, I do think that like it's not effective Yeah, effective because there's a lot of variables that do go into like even the type of education a student will get. And so I think that like on paper and in theory, yeah, you know, it's amazing that we have the SATs so that we can see like how we're doing like procrastination. But at the same time, you're comparing students who's like their education just has more funding and like better resources mm-hmm. and like because of that they have better teachers to better prepare them for this machine like standardized test compared to like people in like poorer places yeah
0: so it's like the exam is equal
3: but the level practice, of learning yeah isn't. it's it's not exactly. and because of that i feel like it's just not mm-hmm. really
0: do you guys think students are studying to learn or studying just to pass the exam
2: Alright, on a real note, I feel like everyone has had that one test or that one course where they had to just study just to pass. You know, even if it's part of your major, I had this one class personally where I had to literally sit down by myself and memorize a page of a proof. Just a page of like a paragraph. And this is for a math class, by the way. It gets worse in college. It was like half a page of just writing. No numbers. I mean, there were some numbers. But just words just splattered on a page. You have to memorize that and just regurgitate it. And certain classes are designed to just regurgitate information and that is just not an effective way to learn because I cannot tell you right now a year later what I learned.
3: I passed but it just was an awful experience. Um, like you saying that makes me think of Bone and the thing he drilled in our head. The order of the DNA bases determines the order of the amino acids which determines the shape and function of the protein. I have no idea anymore what the fuck that means. I just <laughs> learned that because he said you make sure you write that at least once because in the has- thing. Up. I'm just, regions? I didn't really learn that. I just memorized it. Like, Do I feel you, know, like that's a perfect example of it. I
1: actually disagree with that because I remember it because I was in the same class. And I use that sentence to explain to people why the coronavirus <laughs> vaccine is actually effective. I think students under 18 years old are studying to pass the exam. I think just hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> I think students under 18 years old because they need to move on with their grades first grade second yeah. grade third grade I've had you know friends in the past that were left back quote unquote so they didn't move up a grade with us and that changed the trajectory of their life forever and I feel like those kids that were left back a grade or two like that really stays with you and, and you kind of feel that encouragement even if you weren't that kid to pass the test because you don't want to be the one that's left back mm-hmm. You don't want to be the one that's out, like, left out your friends. Your friends are moving on and you stay here. You
0: know what I mean? There's a lot that I could go into. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. For so, yeah. No. Yeah, I definitely agree because, like, you're literally just trying to... You're a walking number, right? You're, just, you're yeah, a walking you're just trying to, number. That's literally. You're literally a walking number. Literally. And then in college, though, I still feel like there are some courses where you do sit and literally study what's on the exam. And why I think so is because there's a lot of times when a teacher says, this will be an exam, your eyes go
1: <laughs> <laughs> You are locked Start
0: in. Yeah. You're locked in. And then you hear, I'm not going to ask this on the exam, but. And then everyone you goes. talk out everyone clocks out and that's the mentality where like if it's on the exam you will study it if it's not what's the point point? and first of all that's terrible because <laughs> you're losing so much more material that's probably way more useful than what you're learning to pass this exam mm-hmm. so in that way yes I feel like a lot of students are just studying just pass the exam because they're learning only what's on the exam
3: that's why I would say that we are just studying to pass no matter what yeah. no matter what college high school middle school because that's the exact same thing in college no matter the course even if it's a course that I say I really want to take child psychology that sounds very very interesting but going into that class the biggest thing the biggest requirement the biggest percentage of my grade is going to be the exams and I feel like sure maybe your decision to like zone in on that one class in college is different because like they give us the illusion, like, oh, we get to choose, so it's different. Mm-hmm. But regardless, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the grade. It all comes down to the exam. If you're yeah. not learning for that exam, you're not going to pass. You're not going to move forward. You're not going to be able to go get your degree. You're not going to be able to graduate. You're not going to be able to make money. You're not going to be able to thrive, which mm-hmm. is why I would say no matter what, like, we're not taught really to learn. We're taught to pass exams. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Stay and that like, sucks. Like,
0: but um, what is one thing you would change in the education system to better structure and help the younger generation.
1: Something that I think that they could do differently is just set up some real-life education. Even if it's an after-school optional program, something that gives students access to knowledge that they're gonna have to know to be 18 and older. Also, I think syllabus should be required because (laughs) I think that's a good structure. A lot of kids get distracted. They they need that structure that, like, things to to stem back to.
3: I don't know I feel like there's a lot of things that I would change but I feel like the one thing that I think would be very beneficial is increasing the chances and like the opportunities for students to give feedback without fear because i feel like if you let students just like know that like maybe at the end of the year there's going to be like an evaluation where like i could say how i think this class would be better in the future adding more opportunities like that for like students to just be honest and just like let them know like maybe year after year after year maybe students are just like yeah this textbook i don't like this textbook or i don't like reading this book year after year after year that's a hint. Oh, maybe it's time for us to adapt and time for us to change. The students are telling us this. Maybe it's just like, all right, cool. And I feel like we really don't have things like that. I'm like, sure, we have that kind of stuff in college, but I feel like the college sense isn't doing it proper. Right. Like, I think it just needs to be done way better and just, I think, more frequently to just have those conversations be able to happen like more naturally and stuff.
0: One thing I would change is basically what Carmen said the syllabus. Like, I would really make that mandatory. Like, I think it is so important that students know what's going on every day. And honestly, it would be easier on the teacher. And it places like, the
3: teachers to think. Exactly. Ahead of time. Think ahead
0: of time and know what you're doing this day, what you know, like, all that. Just like you make a schedule for your, your sub, make that schedule for every single day.
2: I think that to help high school students prepare for college is to promote mistakes. I feel like as a society, we drill into our students and our kids to be perfect, be the best they have to be compared to everyone else in comparison, just here and there. Everyone is unique in their own way, and embracing mistakes, and embracing flaws, leads for more education and more learning experiences. I feel like teachers should encourage students to make mistakes, go for the effort, go try a problem, go try to solve it, and if they mess up, that's great. Let's learn from it. And so, embracing mistakes can also help them. Because in college, you're gonna make mistakes. You're not gonna be perfect, no matter how hard you try. You you not also to be perfect in college. And I feel like when students think that they're perfect in high school, and then they get to college, and like think that wall of their profession breaks, Breaks, they, 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 break they break too. They break too, and sometimes the hard part is that of them building them, themselves back uh, out. Yeah, that's the hardest part. And I feel like in high school, making mistakes should be more embraced.
3: Honestly, I do think though that like as a whole, like we are getting better stressing that out at the high school level I do think that like that should be stressed more for college too because like I feel like as a kid like leaving middle school and going to high school my preparation and like my thought like I feel like I saw so many more depictions of what high school could be like so like I had a better image in my head but leaving high school and going to college I felt like I kind of knew like what to expect but I feel like I didn't have those reference points that I could be like, oh, I remember seeing this in TV and like maybe it could be like this. Or I remember somebody told me like this. Everybody just says, College is going to be the best time of your life. You never mm-hmm. go into detail. Go into detail. Tell me, oh, your professors might be shitty. You might not know how to read the course catalog. You might not know how to do this. Reprepare and
0: most importantly, tell me that my GPA is my life. Exactly. <laughs> Once you go to college, your and GPA is your life. And how hard
3: it is to raise my GPA. And how oh, easy it is for to And how, how easy to mess it up. Yes. Like, oh. You need to stress that thing out because that's one of the things, especially when you're a freshman, that's one of the things that made me go, as a freshman, I said oh shit I said how am I gonna bring this up because then that's when I learned oh if you get an A it'll bring it up like 0.25 yeah and it's like okay but then if I get a B it'll drop it by from a three to a two a whole point, like, a whole like, point. Like, that's crazy like and
0: like that's one thing like I have a little cousin who's going to college next year yeah. and mm-hmm. um, shout out to Alan <laughs> so what I'm going to stress to him is that your GPA is your life like, once you start college, no matter what, even if you transfer, even if you take a semester off, you come back, that Gp will stay with you. It, that, program that, program. That, that is, is you. That, that is, is, that is you. It is and, and and it, I really think that that's crazy and scary.
3: They just don't know. You're not, you're not told that. You're not prepared for that. So then when you're met with a situation like that, which is... Such a common situation for you to go through in college. You have no idea what to do. You're just like, damn, that's it. Guess I'm going to drop out now. It's only been a year. Whatever. Cool.
0: If you could say one thing to the younger generation, what would you say?
3: You'll be
1: fine. Oh, that's actually really wholesome.
3: That is. I think I would say, like, don't be afraid to ask questions no matter what year you are. If you do not know, you ask a question. Because guess what? That might even tell the professor. You could ask a professor a question. They could even be like, oh, I don't know. Let me figure that out myself. So that a future student who could be just like you can, if they ask me the same question, they'll know that in the future. Like, don't be afraid to be curious and to ask those questions. Even though, like, you might feel like you shouldn't in the future. Don't stop. Keep on going. Ask them questions.
1: Even if that question is something as simple as... I didn't understand the way you described that, can you say it in a different way? The professor might then look at you and say, okay, after class, when when we're not on class time, I'll be happy to. Or, you know, come to office hours and we'll talk about it in different ways. Like, either way, you're putting your name out there, your voice out there. It's really good to ask questions. I agree with that. One thing that I would say to the younger generation is take care of your mental health. That doesn't just mean go to therapy and do self-care things. It means do something you like, even if it's a walk by the beach, you know what I mean? do something you like that genuinely makes you happy that brings you joy. Because in the, amidst all the stress, all the responsibilities, all the things that you have to do and have to show up for, if you're not happy, then what's the point? And I feel like a lot of times, college, high school classes can be really stressful and overbearing and. It can, it can seem like you're drowning in all of that weight of paperwork and homework and essays, but that still doesn't mean that you can put yourself aside. You're still number one, and you're only number one to you. Your professors don't care. Your parents, they can only do so much from that way. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta take care of you, number one. Don't forget that, because no one's gonna do it for you.
3: And don't feel guilty
1: for doing
0: that. Yeah. One thing I would say, understand how to balance things out. Understand that you need a social life outside of school. When you go to college, don't just stick to the books. Find something, find an activity, find a club, find a group, find something that could take that stress from that schoolwork into that life, you know? Dear society, it is easier to land a man on the moon than to change the school system. But together, we will push the young ones to keep going and to strive high. Thank you, Corey. It was a blast. Carmen.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Mario. You guys wouldn't like this. (laughs) For coming. Hope to have you guys soon.
1: I would like to shout out the first generation students Mm. out there you know you guys are learning and teaching yourselves everything how to apply how to do everything shout out to all of you bless your mental health drinks your water please and uh, shout out
3: shout out to all students we made it through these virtual times these COVID times let's keep it pushing and let's just make it better
0: all right society stay with me